Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Alyssa and we are already on the fifth podcast, which is insane to me. It feels like I just started it yesterday, um, but it's been super fun to record these 20 to 30 minute little segments of my random spontaneous thoughts on birding um, and hopefully you guys enjoy. I got one review on Apple Podcasts. It was a five-star review, so thank you to um, that person who did that. I really appreciate it. And if you can, definitely leave a review if you are enjoying my my podcast so far. So yeah, I wanted to get into today's topic, which has something to do again with creativity, getting out of a rut that whole spiel that, you know, I go on, off and on again throughout po- my podcast and on Instagram. For some reason, it's just been calling to me that I need to talk about it more and more. Um, and I never fully have any of my thoughts structured, so more ideas just kind of come to me and I'm like, all right, let's roll with it. So today, um, I was really thinking about a few conversations that I've had with some photo students And, you know, they were giving me really great feedback on how they've been doing and how excited they've been to really go out and do photography. And, you know, I got this comment from several different people that had mentioned, you know, prior to working with you, I had never spent this much time outside. You know, I had never spent this much time working on my bird photography. And, you know, intuitively that makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you're working with someone and you're paying money to better your skills, I think it's, you know, to get the most out of the program. Of course, I would expect people to want to go out more and and see how they can implement each of the skills that we learn, uh, that I teach them every session. But it was really, really interesting to, to hear that from people that, you know, prior they really weren't going out much but yet they wanted to improve in their photography and it kind of got me thinking you know where I started I honestly like feel like I had sort of this weird creativity rut going on since January I mean I would say like I the camera that I'm using now which is the Canon R5 with my 100 to 500 millimeter lens I actually had that camera in January, but the thing was, is that I accidentally dropped it and really, really messed up the autofocusing system. So just pro tip, if you are looking to buy into the R5 and getting, you know, this whole system, it's definitely fragile. So don't drop it down a flight of stairs. That's one thing, Um, but also get insurance. So. After I had dropped it, I had to wait, like, I believe it was almost two months to get a replacement for it because the R5 and especially the lens, the 100 to 500, it's always, always, always sold out. Like, literally everywhere at BH, at Adorama, at even the Canon website. And so I was basically going back to, I had to go back to my old camera, luckily I still had it, my old camera, my Canon Rebel T7i with my 70 to 300 mil, um, and that's the camera, you know, obviously that I've been working with for two years, 
prior to my R5 and I absolutely adore it. But they, I don't know, something got in my head where I just decided I could not take pictures with my old camera. Um, and it was definitely such a mental thing because nothing had changed before then. But basically, I feel like that's kind of what started my creative rut. Like, I was on this roll, I was using my new camera, using my new lens, having a grand old time, all of a sudden, you know, drop down the floor, it's done for two months, and all of a sudden I, like, I feel like I can't take photos anymore. Um, and so that's just a lesson that I feel I have been learning is that you can't always rely on gear, for sure, because you never know when you're gonna be out of commission you gotta use your what what else you got in in the old in the old bag of like uh old gear that you've had so um I don't know where was I on that tangent but I started I started feeling like I couldn't take photos and I had been I decided to look through my Lightroom this afternoon it's, it's like 9 o'clock right now at night. But I started to look through my photos and I realized this crazy thing. Like, during the time, January, February, March, where I was telling myself, I can't take photos, this isn't working for me, all my photos are coming out trash, I can't get close to birds, whatever. You know, all of those negative thinking, those beliefs that I would tell myself, like, at the same time, I physically wasn't even giving myself the chance to take photos. Like, I would go out, and I'm looking at my Lightroom right now, and I can tell you, I went out three times in January, three times in February, three times in March. Like, whoosh, mind blown. Like, are you kidding me? Of course I'd feel like I wouldn't, I'm not taking good photos. Like, of course I would feel that way. Because I literally only went out three times um, in each of those months. And, you know, I actually think maybe I had gone out more than that. A little bit more than that. But I didn't even save those photos because I thought they were trash. So I didn't even save those photos and I, I don't even have, like, documentation that I went out. But I um, just wanted to compare that to April. Now, April, I went out... I definitely went out at least one to two times a week. And then in May, I went out at least three times per week. And the first week of May, I think I went out five or six times in that first week. And then a lot at the end, just due to spring migration. And I think I had a little bit more free time then as well. And now in June, um, definitely not as crazy as May. Because that was, you know, I wanted to go out and see warblers and stuff like that. But definitely have... It's the 22nd, no, it's the 21st today, and I've gone out 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, mm, maybe like 2 to 3 times a week. I think the only reason why I haven't gone out as crazy as May is just because I've sort of been filling my time with other things, you know? I've been putting a lot less pressure on myself to take photos, create content, and stuff like that, so I've been like, you know, taking it a little bit easy after the crazy spring migration thing um and so the funny thing is I've been going to the park a lot 
but like I haven't been birding a lot and instead of birding what I've been doing is playing tennis so tennis has definitely been a very like big part of my life the past few weeks like I've, I've started to learn how to play and everything and I've become a bit obsessed so you know I'm rolling with it I'm like all right birdies I can see you like I see you from the courts but can't take photos of you and they're they're a little bit sad they're just definitely disappointed but I am planning to go out tomorrow morning because the morning is supposed to be pretty nice and got my favorite overcast light which I'm very very excited about um, I am trying to hold myself back from hitting up my friends to play tennis tomorrow so that I can give myself time to do birding um, but yeah I'm very very excited to go out tomorrow morning and get back on my and my role a little bit because there have been a few birds that I've been looking forward to taking more photos of you know every time I go out to my park I'm always like all right I'm gonna get a yellow warbler I'm gonna get a yellow warbler I'm going to get a yellow warbler um and they're super active at my park it's just for some reason they don't really let me get that close to them um, but they're all over the park, like they're fighting, the males are fighting constantly. A few weeks ago I saw a male yellow attack uh, this poor cedar waxwing that was minding its own business and, you know, of course it had to go defend, defend its territory for its girl. I actually took a photo of a, a female yellow warbler the other day for the first time, which was really fun. She was just chilling, eating some bugs. Um, but I thought it would be cool because, well, I thought that photo ended up being cool in a weird way because um, at the meadow in my park, there actually are a lot of invasives and the entire meadow is just filled with mugwort, the little trees and shrubs usually have tons of porcelain berry on them. And so for anyone who's familiar with plants, you know, you know that they're invasive, they're really not the ideal plant to to be looking at they're not they're not looking so pretty it's kind of like the plant version of when someone takes a photo of a house sparrow or like a european starling if you're from the states it's kind of like oh that's a nice photo but you know they're invasive so I, I don't really know how much i like it um so that's what it feels like to me sometimes like i'll take a photo of a really pretty yellow warbler but it's on some mugwort and i just don't know how i feel about that um but yeah, I actually thought it was funny because a few weeks ago, I did end up deciding to post a photo of a willow flycatcher that I took, which was on a bare shrub branch, but like climbing up it, making its way up it, where like some porcelain berry vines. And I, told, I, was, I thought it was funny, I was like, Ah ha ha ha, this is the opposite of Scott Keyes, who loves, you know, native plant challenge. And here I am highlighting some invasive plants. So he'd probably cringe at that, or he probably did. But yeah, that's kind of what I, I wanted to talk a little bit about in terms of just getting out there more. You know, I think that a lot of us put pressure, and that's like my ding 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 keyword pressure put pressure on ourselves to perform every time we go out 
as opposed to going out and enjoying the birds, keeping your ears and eyes open for species that, you know, are out there that could be photographed when instead we're looking for the quote-unquote perfect photo. You know, we feel discouraged if we hadn't, haven't taken anything once the light gets harsh. And that's, you know, actually now that I say it out loud, that's another thing sometimes that does stress, stress me out is when I'm there early in the morning, like 6 a.m., and the light is already starting to get harsh at 7, and I'm like, dang, I didn't even take a nice photo, and I only had an hour of good light to work with. Um, but one thing that I did say on my live is that there are actually pretty cool ways that you can take photos in harsh lighting. Um, maybe tomorrow or so, it's, it's June 21st now that I'm recording this, but this would be, this would have been last week's photo if you're listening to this right now. Um, I'm thinking of posting this photo of this American Robin that I took under some tree cover it during like noon, like it was like 11 a.m. noon. And the interesting thing is, is that you can actually take pretty in pretty, pretty good photos of birds in forest cover under harsh light. Um, it's definitely not that easy, or it's not as easy as working with overcast conditions, but as long as you're making sure not to get your ISO too high, like, actually, let me look back at that Robin photo. I believe I was working with Okay, yeah, so I was at 1 160th of a second, and at ISO 3200. Um, so it was dark, despite the light being almost directly above head. But the way that it worked out was that it created these really beautiful circular white bokeh balls directly behind the robin. And after editing it, just a touch, I didn't edit too much, um, I increased exposure by about 0.2, so it's like 0.2 of a stop up. And then I also brushed a little bit of exposure on the robin so that it wasn't super dark. It actually came out really, really nicely. And the colors are really nice, and the greens, I touched it up so that they're not tinged that yellow. But I do love this photo, and once I post it, I'm going to go back in the show notes and put the link so that you guys can take a look. But anyway, that's my little tangent on harsh lighting. What I was going to say is that, um, you know, you don't, you don't need to pressure yourself to get an amazing shot within a specific amount of time so that, oops, sorry. Um, what I was saying was you don't have to pressure yourself to get a shot within a specific amount of time because there's always really creative ways that you can work around lighting. Um, that can be a whole another separate topic. But I think the thing is, you know, just being easy on yourself, enjoying the moment. You know, if you do end up taking a photo of a bird with a light that is directly above head, you know, maybe what are some creative ways that you can actually work around it? Like for me, I... Um, decided to, for this one willow flycatcher photo, I actually 
underexposed it quite a bit and then I lowered my exposure compensation all the way down like what's the lowest I think it's like negative three or negative four I lowered it all the way down and what it did was it created this beautiful like dark dark background with just the willow flycatcher exposed and it was almost it almost looked like you know when you're watching a play and the spotlight hits this one character on stage like that's what I felt like the willow flycatcher photo looked like um, because I was able to utilize my manual settings knowing my camera and being able to work around the lighting that was around me in order to achieve that photo. Um, and just plug in my photography program, of course, I, I like live for my photo course. I absolutely love working with people on their bird photography. And so if you are a beginner bird photographer, and you are struggling with manual mode, you want to learn a little bit more about how to feel comfortable with your camera, no matter what camera, no matter what lens that you have. My biggest thing is that you don't need to have, you, like it doesn't matter what gear that you're using, you are gonna come out of the program being a master over what you have and being able to capture really amazing photos. Um, short lens, long lens, doesn't matter. But if you are interested in that type of one-on-one -on -one support where I give you personalized feedback, definitely DM me on Instagram so that we can chat more about your goals. I can explain to you exactly more about what the program entails and we can move forward from there. So that is pretty much all I wanted to talk about for this podcast. Um, maybe later this week I'll feel inspired and make another podcast but I'm keeping this one a little on the shorter end which I'm okay with um, but if you guys please like give me podcast topic recommendations or even podcast guest recommendations that's definitely something that I would like to incorporate in the future um, if you'd like to hear from people within your community and if you think that we get along and talk really well on the podcast, definitely let me know. I'd love to have them on. This is supposed to be super casual, super fun, and just overall inspiring. So with that, hope you all have a wonderful day, afternoon, or night, and I look forward to talking to you later. All right. Bye-bye now.